It's Casey Kasem. Up next on the American Top 40, it's Mark and Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Reddit likes this thing. Pro wrestling talk for pro wrestling fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. My name is David. You can follow me on Instagram at DavidPTDPT. You can also follow me on Twitter at DavidPTDPT. But collectively, you should be checking out at Markin' Out on Twitter and at Markin' Out 11 on Instagram. Listen to all of the past episodes at MarkinOut.com on Apple Podcasts, and all of the other podcast places that you could subscribe and download and listen and love. So, also, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkinOut. Make sure you buy a t-shirt. Go follow Brandon at BTTG161 and also Chris at Chris Windog. I am here with Brandon. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always in yourself. I am doing great. Thank you for asking. I really appreciate it. Every week you always ask me and sometimes I question <laughs> whether or not you mean it. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I appreciate Just it. Just kidding. You you hear it you heard it here for first everyone. I appreciate. No, it's it. it's nice to catch up with people that you uh sometimes talk to every day. Yeah, you know, sometimes Every day just isn't enough, you know, but it's nice. It's nice. So tell me, how was your week? It was pretty good. I watched a bunch of television. I baked a cake. Oh, what kind of cake? I call it a chocolate chip upside down cake because (laughs) regardless of me following steps to assure that the chocolate chips don't sink in the, the cake batter, they sunk. So I flipped the cake so the chocolate chips were on top. Okay. Yeah. That works. I, don't, I, I still, I, I mean, they say baking's a science, but I don't know how else. I, I guess the only other way that I, my other option would have been to shave in chocolate instead of using chocolate chips or using mini chocolate chips. Well, I mean, it is. It, I mean, it is science, uh, I believe. I mean, it's Yeah, chemistry. but there's there are some things that I can bake via memory. Like, I don't need to measure. Uh-huh. I just know what it looks like. I mean, I believe that it's it's more so chemistry than any, anything. Well, you know, I mean, it's a combination of different ingredients to create that masterpiece of an upside down cake. Well, it's more so like measuring and stuff, but yeah. I also made bolognese sauce, which I think was the best bolognese sauce I've ever made. I took like three hours to do it. It was so good, wow. and. uh I'll definitely eat it, eat, it, eat it again. That's cool. But uh, that's basically it. How was your week? Hey, my week was, uh, I had a good week. I had a good week. You know, this past weekend, I ended up going to the Mets game to see them play the Phillies. And they Did actually... Did they give away anything or no? Uh, yes, I got a tote bag. A tote bag. You know, so this way I could uh, go to the supermarket and I could represent <laughs> the Mets. 
Who who was the sponsor on that? Um, I actually That's don't bonus think, points. I actually don't think that there is one. I don't think there is one. I think that it just said the New York Mets. Did they win? Yeah, they actually picked up the victory. So I was actually really happy. The differentiating run was uh, Jeff McNeil hitting a home run after I started saying it, berating Jeff McNeil to my cousins, saying how his season, or lack thereof, is because of uh, me picking him up on my fantasy team. And I apologize for that. Did you have any food there? I did. I had a lousy, crusty, uh, $5.50 slice of pizza. You paid... And it's a plain regular slice? Plain regular slice. Why? I didn't want any I didn't want anything else. And I so wasn't going to eat. I wasn't going to go <laughs> I wasn't going to go walk around. It was after work and I just needed something in my stomach to hold me down for now. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with it. Not going to do gotta, it again. Got to uh, tweet Steve. Yeah, not going to do it again, you know. The pizza it tasted like I was having um, matzo pizza. It was that crusty <laughs> and crispy, you know. Which but, during Passover, matzo pizza is great. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I'll I'll eat that when it's not mat- when it's not Passover too. Uh, it's a quick it's a quick that's meal. Pushing it, you know. But yeah, so I did that, and uh, you know, I went on. I went to something that we're going to be talking about a little bit later on. I went to a AEW Grand Slam, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, so we should probably jump into AEW, which last week, Rampage, we saw the Lucha Brothers pick up the victory over the Butcher and the Blade to retain the AEW Tag Team Championships. Yeah, you also had Anna Jay pick up the victory over the Bunny. So I figured I would uh, talk about these matches. Yeah, what do you got? Well, I was going to say, I-, I don't understand how Butcher and Blade got the title shot since Butcher just returned, but I thought it was a really good match with a lot of high-flying spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, Obviously, I, I, a lot I, of high-flying spots. I definitely agree with that. Uh, I, agree I like with that the one spot. Um, Penta had his, his mask tied to the ropes and took his own mask off to make the save on Phoenix. So I thought that was interesting. But HFO jumped in afterwards, Santana and Ortiz... Made the save, which those two teams have a lot of history between each other. And I believe that's set up for AW Rampage at the show you went to. Yeah, it did. And then after that, like you said, Anna Jay picked up the victory over the Bunny. Um, yes. They had a distraction finish, which Anna took advantage of. And then Ty Connie got involved and Penelope Ford knocked both of them out with brass knucks. Those brass knucks always uh, coming involved when uh, when they need it to be. Yeah, Matt Hardy had Jack Evans attack some dude who was dressed like Orange Cassidy, and they cut his ponytail off, shaved his head until Orange Cassidy he slowly made the save. Yeah. Jack Evans, Matt Hardy, two versus one. I don't know why they would run, but yeah. After that, we saw Britt Baker and Ruby Soho do an interview segment, which a lot of people said this was a really good segment, um, which I think it was. But I think it was literally a promo you would have heard in WWE and the fans would have torn it apart. Um, 
I don't know. I just I I don't see why it made sense for Ruby to bring up Adam Cole and in the way she brought him up. Because I mean, the fans' reaction, dude. Yeah, but again, that's like we're not gonna do that. I think it's I think it's big to do. I I don't know. I especially because she's been champion since May before Adam Cole was. In AEW, and she's probably one of the most over people in that. Of course, but she's not. Ruby Riot's not going to be like, "Hey, you're really over and doing a great job." Yeah, but again, it's just one of those segments. Like, oh, you're sleeping with him. I think I thought that that was fine. I had no problem with that. I like the rebuttal of the how Ruby Riot got fired. Yes, that was a good, you know, rebuttal. I, I and it, it ended up with a brawl that led to AEW Grand Slam. Yeah, I, I thought that this was fine. Main know? event though saw Miro pick up the victory over Fuego del Sol to retain the TNT Championship and get Fuego del Sol's car. The match went longer than their last match, and um, Miro was on the receiving end of moves more than I would have expected him to. I I agree. I wasn't expecting him to be on the receiving end of so much offense, but I am becoming a huge mark for um, Miro. I mean, I, let's would face he it. Becoming a huge mark. What do you mean? Yeah, I was about to say, let's face it. We've <laughs> all been, I think ever since we've had the love story of, of, um, uh, Larry Steve and Miro. Larry Steve and Miro. I I was a I think I was a fan of of Rusev and NXT. The gimmick really wasn't the yeah, main I mean, roster gimmick. When but. he was in NXT, he worked it with the uh with the 2x4s. But I think um I thought it was funny that Miro stuffed the the keys of the car into Fuego's mouth. Yeah. And then locked him in that accolade. And then Sammy Guevara chased him off and held up the championship. So we probably will be getting Sammy Guevara versus Miro for that title. Yes, we are. Uh, I don't know. Spoilers. Next week on Dynamite. Oh. Yeah. Well, Next. Monday... Monday, uh, AEW made a huge announcement that they are teaming up with the Owen Hart Foundation and will host an Owen Hart Cup tournament where the winner will receive the Owen. And it will also include unique and original Owen Hart merchandise. And they confirmed that he will be in the AEW console game. That's and I think that's awesome news. I'm obviously, I mean, since Owen Hart passed away, I have been doing Owen Hart Memorial Month in May, and I hope that that's when the tournament is. I hope so too. I'm a big. I know it's fan. like seven months away, but it's it's so fitting. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this announcement. Uh, like you just said, it's a long uh, ways away. Which I get some fans may not be happy that it should have been closer to May, but for the... Uh, I thought you were going to say the other thing. No, but for the buzz factor of it and getting it out there, I'm I'm a big fan of this. I think that the naming it, the Owen, is cool. I wonder if that was his what he started referring to his Slammies as. I don't remember. 
I don't think so. But the Owen, I think... Also, he didn't actually win that one Slammy, right? Didn't he steal it? Yeah, I think he just... I think I'm pretty positive <laughs> he just walked onto the stage and claimed it as his. And then he just kept on walking out with him. I, did he win a Slammy with Yokozuna, though? I think one of those Slammies he did win. Yeah, I think he won Best Tag Team with Yokozuna, um, which I was a huge fan of that tag team. Um, which is but, very odd because not a lot of people would have he, he has three he has biggest rat squared circle shocker and biggest bow tie 94 <laughs> 96 and 97 so was it 96 that he stole the slammy that i'm not too sure but i think that that tag team was always awesome i mean i wasn't a fan of yokozuna when he was a heel but i did start to like him i don't know as a kid i started to appreciate what he was doing i don't know why I would recognize him doing like... Well, because he was that damn good. Yeah, but it's weird that I feel like at such a young age, I mean, what, I was third, what, between the you ages probably of probably in your mid-20s already. Yeah, right? But, like, I mean, to appreciate Yokozuna for doing what he was doing, and then Owen Hart, I was just a huge fan of because I, I sympathized with Owen Hart with his dispute with Bret Hart. I was just like, oh, man, I feel bad for this dude. And that's why I started becoming a big Owen Hart fan. But, yeah. so I'm, the- I'm always uh, jealous my brother's friend got to meet and interview him backstage at a Coliseum show. Was he in Newsday? Yeah. I think. It was the, the Newsday Kids or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if, yeah. Um, but. That was, that was always cool to see. But, yeah. Again, I'm I'm very happy that the uh, the tournament is has been announced and that they will be doing stuff with Owen Hart, especially that video game. If this video game is awesome, I'm very happy that Owen is in it because it's been since I think 2003, I want to say, with Showdown Legends of Wrestling. That was the last time we had Owen Hart in a video game, but the wow. the way people reacted to this news, like obviously there's a bunch of people like us who are like ecstatic Mm -hmm. then it's like at first i saw aw fans like saying we won (laughs) we got cm punk we got owen hart what did you what did you and it's like win it's like that part bothers me and then i saw wwe fans also, AEW, like, they're making, like, the WWE versus AEW thing, and a- one person I saw say that WWE, Vince McMahon, should sue AEW for this, and it's like, this is why I hate the the IWC. Sue me for what? I hate the IWC with stuff like this. I know. I agree with you. I totally hate them. Um, even, I mean, yeah, I'm not a fan. But, yeah, doesn't make sense. Nonsense. That's what I say. But let's get on to the event itself. Taking place at Arthur yeah. Ashe Stadium. It was AEW Grand Slam. Kicking off with housed, Dynamite. Housed in the uh, Flushing Meadows Corona Park. Inside the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center. I was a bit disappointed that Billie Jean King was not there. That's the one thing I was like hoping for. I don't know that was... since they announced it. I dude, she because she is a legendary sports figure. They could have reached out to her for all we know, and <laughs> you never like, know. She could have like said no or something. But I just figured you never know. It's a huge event for AEW. She could have, and she's a trailblazer in in sports. 
So I think it would have been cool if she introduced the main event or something, <laughs> especially because they main evented, but she wasn't there. They she they did mention her on commentary at one point, and I think Jim Ross was like, Well, that's not something I think she would approve of. And I thought that was funny, so I popped at that. Well, that's funny. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it opened up with Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson going to a no contest. Crowd was beyond hot for this match they popped the biggest pop ever for a lockup how are you handling this match this match was crazy from start to finish the fans were so behind it i had my moments of marking out um it was a lot of fun it was enjoyable just to see daniel bryan uh brian danielson um oh and the crowd chanted his ring of honor chant well, that's in his theme song. I don't know if you noticed that. Is it? Yeah, just I, censored, but I is. did not notice that. But they—that's what his theme song has the claps and everything. I, I hate that theme song. I really do. I but. didn't notice that. I was a huge fan of the spot where he would said, "I have till five. You know, we have like he pulled out all the old school Brian Danielson spots that we haven't been seeing in a long time. We saw the "I have till five with breaking up a hold spot. We saw the cattle mutilation spot. That's yeah, it's been like 5 years I think or so since we've seen him do cattle mutilation, so Yeah. Um That was nice to see. Just, we, we got some yes kicks on the entrance ramp which are not going to be called yes kicks anymore. But yeah. um uh, that was followed up by the snapdragon suplex from Kenny Omega which was a super crazy spot. And then the V trigger uh, against the ropes yeah the running muda v trigger i don't know what to call it yeah I don't, every I, time there's somebody runs on the entrance ramp i related to great muda yeah but that was an insane spot um, yeah overall i mean then they had their spots off the top rope um but that, yeah the avalanche dragon suplex i liked uh daniel bryan hitting the regal plex mm-hmm. he reversed the one-winged angel with a poison rana yeah, there, there was so many good spots for this. I thought and that then the fans... just as he was locking in that uh, label lock, I guess is that what they're going to call it? Mm-hmm. The time expires, and he's still trying to lock it in, not listening to the referee. The elite run down. They pulled Daniel Bryan off of Kenny Omega. And uh, the super click hit a super kick. Yeah, and then that led him. to Jurassic Express running down. And Christian. Yeah, and Christian to make the save. Uh, crowd was hot behind this. I was a big fan. Um, I heard some people say that they weren't happy that it was a... Um, um, a time limit draw. Time but limit again, draw. how could you not have it? Yeah, I, 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 uh, first you, of all, I'm more surprised that nobody got involved in that match. Me too. I mean, nobody really because got involved. Because I was involved, just saying the last time. Every I mean, Cyrus, match Cyrus, has the same Cyrus thing. Is pr- Cyrus's presence was there. There were moments where Cyrus's presence was there. But overall, I thought it was a a great match. Uh, time limit, I'm fine with because coming out of this, you, it's a safe move. And plus, it leads up to a title match. And I think a lot of people are putting this match higher than it should be. I mean... It was a good match, but like, I don't think let's it was revisit, like the greatest match ever. Yeah. Let's revisit it in a few years. Um, I mean, you've in a few weeks, but let's go on to CM Punk had an interview. You must have cried at that point, right? Um, full fledged <laughs> tears, full fledged tears. Then um, did you sing along? Uh, 
No, I did not. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked. But I, what did you get from this promo here? What did I get from this promo? I got that. To be honest, I don't know. I was too caught up in the moment of CM Punk. I felt stupid listening to this. Yeah, I, I, I got uh, caught up with it, you know? I felt like he was just rambling, and then eventually he gets to Rampage and Will Hobbs. Yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. So, after that, though, he did hug Stephen Amell. Did you notice that? No. Did they show it on the Jumbotron or no? No, I didn't see Stephen Amell. I, I had no... Uh, yes. I mean, Stephen I did, was, was able to see the Tron from the above the ring, but I didn't even notice Stephen Amell. Yeah, he was sitting ringside. They mentioned... I think they mentioned heels. Yeah. Which they were, they were both on. Stephen Amell, the star. CM Punk guest star. But uh, I didn't get this promo. That's uh, it's just... To pop the fans, I guess. But uh, after that, we saw MJF pick up the victory over Brian Pillman Jr. A really good wrestling match here. I don't think... I can't say much took place during it, but I thought it was a really well-done match between the two of them. We saw MJF use Julia Hart at one point as a shield, but he hit the, uh, the salt of the earth to finish... The match. Yeah. What did you uh, What did you think about this match? Um, this match. Well, what I loved about this match is I didn't even see it. Oh, yeah. Um, this match I was very. Uh, I didn't get to see this match, and I didn't. Oh, get then to... you didn't see the next match either. And I didn't get to see the next match because Arthur Ashe Stadium was not prepared for a wrestling event or any event that was not tennis but i don't know i don't understand how that's possible I, i'll we'll save this for afterwards okay because i yeah um okay so i didn't see we'll this match go it. for it so after that we we had a backstage segment with jericho and jake hager that sets up for rampage um which spoiler alert we will be talking about uh, the next match on AEW Dynamite Grand Slam, we saw Malachi Black pick up the victory over Cody, and man, oh man, was I satisfied with this. <laughs> I was so, it made me so happy when Cody Rhodes came out, and he's getting booed, and then Brandy returns, and she's getting booed. It just felt good. And, um, we saw... Arn Anderson fell off the apron at one point and then gets back up only to get knocked off again by Cody. Cody elbows the referee in the face, which does not get him disqualified. But Malachi Black spits some black mist in his face and uh, picks up the victory off of that. Maybe didn't really make sense that Cody didn't get disqualified. But I'm just so happy that Malachi Black picked up the victory there. Especially because uh, I haven't really been a fan of Cody as of late. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, this match, I think it was good. Um, at least from hearing the crowd inside, they were cheering. Uh, Malachi's oh, Black... for Malachi Black, big time. Yeah, his entrance was... Um, you couldn't really see it from where I was because I was online. Um, yeah, you couldn't really see any of this match either because I was online. Oh, and you okay. couldn't even see anything from the beginning of the next match, which was Sting and Darby Allen picking up the victory over FTR. 
Um, really wanted to see Sting's entrance, but luckily I was online um, still. Um, so thank you, Again, Arthur that's, Ashe. That's kind of on you. Um, I was at that rate. I was like right in front of the. I was like pretty much right in front of the serving area, but they just couldn't get it together. They were all over. <laughs> we'll the talk place. about it. We'll talk they about it. Hold on. Hold on to that. Um, after well, I mean, the match itself. FTR came out rocking some NWO gear, saying uh, "Forever the Revival" on the back of their trunks and the vests. Revival, obviously. Uh, starred out but i thought that was pretty cool uh i think the referee sucked in this match they set up a chair in the corner and sting stopped himself from hitting uh jumping onto it and then scott dawson hits it instead we got a coffin drop onto dash wilder while he was on the the ring apron trying to pull dawson closer to the rope and then sting tapped him out i don't think sting needs to be winning all these matches um, I don't know. I'm I'm happy that Sting picked up the victory. It's people are like when Sting finally loses, it'll mean something. FTR has sat and basically done nothing in yeah. AEW since losing the tag team title. Well, FTR also one of them had that severe injury too. Yeah, but that took him out for like three weeks. That's true. Before that, that wasn't anything major. But let's get on to the main event of the evening: Britt Baker defeating Ruby Soho to retain her championship. Um. This was a fun match. This was great. The crowd was heavily into this match. Uh, the crowd sucked. Via TV, the crowd yeah, sucked for the this live, match. The live crowd was definitely into it. And um, that's maybe that's one. That's your report. I'm getting reports from other sides of the arena that uh, fans were not into this match as much as they were. I don't know. From, I mean, I was up at the upper deck of everything, so maybe everything was just echoing very much more on my side. But, yeah. So that took place. The one thing I didn't get was why did the referee need to be distracted for Britt Baker to hit the curb stomp? Mm -hmm. But Rebel and Jamie Hayter got involved later on. Ruby knocked them off the apron and Britt Baker took advantage of that and hit uh, or used Lockjaw to pick up that victory. I like this match more than I like Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. I'm not going to say that because there was a few spots in this match where I really was taken out of it. Like, there was a few sidekick spots um, where... I don't mind those spots, though. But they connect. But the fact that the fans were so electric for that first match and, like, lost their mind over a, a tie-up... I, I don't means know. Means that, the... that whole thing is, is skewed. I don't know. The thing that I did like in this match, which I... I guess I never noticed before, but um, Ruby Soho, I loved her turnbuckle kicks. I don't know if we've ever seen that before. Instead of doing the face wash with the boot across the face, or even just a running Yakuza kick, she's doing a running and then a, into a side kick, um, which I thought was really interesting. I feel like we would have seen it before. I... Nothing came to mind where that took place, but yeah, so that was dynamite. Yeah, AEW Grand Slam ends there. I thought for sure AEW was gonna because the time, the start time said seven p.m. 
So I thought it was going to be one hour of Rampage, live Dynamite, one hour of Rampage, but they decided to start Dynamite, or they, they recorded Dark. We didn't even talk about AEW Dark. I don't, did you even see those matches? I know Big Show wrestled CPA and uh, VSK and somebody else. Yeah, I saw Big Show. Um, we came in during the Reynolds and Silver match. Oh, yeah, 10-5, Johnny and Alex wrestled and picked up the victory over Dean Alexander, Eric James, Kevin Tibbs, and TJ Crawford. Yeah, I I didn't really see... A bunch of creative pro guys. Yeah, I didn't really see that match, Um, but I saw some of that, and then the big show I saw, which was cool because, I don't know, like I said, it's cool seeing somebody like a legend. He is a legend, so it was cool to see him. It's too bad you... uh... Also, the the third opponent was uh, Ricky Shane Page. I didn't even notice. Yeah, but uh, it's a shame you missed Thunder Rosa. She wrestled the first match. She picked up the victory over Kayla Sparks. Ah, oh. all right. But uh, but yeah, AEW Rampage. We're gonna talk about it now. I mean, by the time you hear this, it's already aired. So next week we won't speak about Rampage. Yeah, uh, or even before Rampage, we should mention the fact that Max Caster had challenged Tony Khan to a rap battle. He had been challenging him to a rap battle. the The acclaim did come out, right? The acclaim did come out, yeah. And they challenged him. Tony Khan came out and uh, said that he's not a rapper, and then brought out Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, the which crowd is a name I'm familiar with, but <laughs> I I don't know him. Crowd went crazy for him. My coworker to- today told me he's a big deal. Literally, um, the only thing I know about Lil Uzi's vert is that he had a diamond implanted into his skull. Yeah, my coworker told me I shouldn't call him stupid for doing that, um, but that's just well, stupid. How could you not call somebody <laughs> stupid for doing that? And I, I think it got infected or something. And he that's had what to I actually, said. What was if you get it infected? I think it did, and he had to get rid of it. I, I don't know. Wild things. Wild things. But talking about wild. Uh, Wait. So, did, what happened there? Did he win? What did they even do? Uh, it or they no? didn't. They didn't really. Um, <sighs> I heard Fabulous was there too. How did they not have him? Like, no. Nah, what happened after that was? Oh, um, Tony Khan ended up bringing out the uh, Varsity Club, and then Varsity Club brawled with the acclaimed on the ramp. Varsity Blondes, brother. Varsity Blondes on the ramp a little bit, and then they just went to the back. Uh, brawl pretty much went to the back, and that was it. All right. Um, so. Rampage starts, we get CM Punk picking up the victory over Powerhouse Hobbs. The fact that people care all the much about CM Punk returning to Trunks is, like, annoying. Oh, stop it. You know that if... Come on, Brandon. If there's anybody that loves attire changes... The fact that CM Punk wrestled his first match in AEW in tights, I would prefer him to just wear tights. Do something different. Yeah, I agree. I would have rather had um, the But again, I'm not super invested where I'm pissed off that he wasn't wearing tights <laughs> or like super pumped that he was wearing trunks. Yeah. But I will say this. He comes to New York City, Queens, New York. I know it's not Bronx, but he comes to New York City wearing Chicago flag trunks. He owns... Yankee trunks. How are you not going to wear Yankee trunks? <laughs> but he picks up that victory. How was this match? I know uh, it's been a long time since you've probably, I would say maybe since 2011, obviously, that 
had to have been 2011 maybe even survivor series since you've seen cm punk wrestle yeah it was awesome it was really cool powerhouse hobbs got a lot of offense and in there uh hook of course had involvement as well which the fan go the fans go nuts for him yeah i don't don't get the weird obsession i don't know yeah i don't get it either cm punk pick up the victory over powerhouse hobbs um and it was the crowd went crazy and then of course after he had a little promo um, after this, you had Adam Cole, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson pick up the victory over Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. Um, this match was actually a match that I also missed because I was online. Uh, oh, no way. Yep. Um, yeah. So you didn't even get to see... Dude, Adam Cole. You probably have not seen Adam Cole wrestle since, like, 2012. I haven't seen him wrestle since, like, yeah, since uh, WrestlePro. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. Um, actually, wait. No. no, I lied. I did see them. Oh, you would have maybe. Was he on that NXT show you went to? I'm trying to think. When was that? No, he. he I don't think he. He wasn't there. I'm trying to think, think if I saw. I saw some of this match. I saw like the entrance, and I saw part of the middle, and then I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna see if there's any lines left out there. Because I figured maybe I should talk about it next week. <laughs> yeah, so I walked away, and then uh, I so I didn't really. You're a huge Christian, Mark. How do you walk away from this? Oh, I still tossed up my C's <laughs> when he came out. I tossed up my double C's. You got to toss okay, up the so, double C. So after this, I think uh, I think this might have been the second most talked about spot from Rampage. Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky picked up the victory over Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. We saw American Top Team there. We saw the Street Jesus, whatever his nickname is. The MMA guy come in, knee Chris Jericho in the face. I saw that online. I wasn't a fan of that. But you saw this full match? No, I just saw the end. I didn't even see Chris Jericho's entrance. Really happy. Really happy? What do you mean? I figured you would have sung along to Judas. Yeah, no, that's a lot of sarcasm. Um, oh, so you're pissed? Okay. I mean, realistically, I don't know the lyrics, anyways. I, I mean, my you're life. Just gonna say Judas in Judas in Judas in my mind. Yeah, I mean, my lifetime goal <laughs> is to memorize Judas, and of, of fortunately, I'm, I, I think it. I'm beyond like memorizing <laughs> lyrics at this point. Like, I can't even associate titles anymore. With some songs. Taylor Swift really screwed me up. Because she released way too many albums for me to like remember the song titles for. In such a short period of time. Mm-hmm. I used to know all the songs from Taylor Swift. Now yeah, I, don't, those... I can't distinguish. I can't distinguish the difference between Folklore, Evermore. The bonus tracks from, uh, from Fearless. Yeah, well... Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky picked up that victory over Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. Next up, you had Ortiz and Penta El Zero, Miedo, Ray Phoenix, and Santana pick up the victory over Isaiah Ca- uh, Cassidy, Mark Did you Queen. say HFO? Yeah. The Blade and the Butcher. Um, How was this match? It was... I was tired at the time when this happened. This... And I have... I had high expectations for this because that, like I said earlier, uh, Santana and Ortiz and the Lucha Bros have a lot of history together against each other. So I think it'd be cool to see them team up and... uh, And pick up that victory, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) you didn't care. No, I... Yeah, I I was happy to see the Blade and the Butcher wrestle. Um, Well, 
After that, Penelope Ford picked up the victory over Anna Jay. Did she cheat? What'd she do? She uh, used uh, some brass she, knuckles? Yeah, the knucks. The bunny served the, the distraction. Penelope Ford used the knucks on Anna Jay. And then uh, Conte came out and tried to make the save. So that might set up Dynamite next week. Um, and then they had the lights out main event match. Which, let me just say, the lights were still on. Okay. And let me just say further... <laughs> For a match that is not sanctioned, there was a referee. Well, there's always going to be a referee in those matches. Also, the fact that it, it was a lights-out match, to me, doesn't make sense because all their matches are literally this. Yeah, there was but, nothing. But uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley picked up the victory over Suzuki-Goon. Yeah. Making their big uh, return. This match was actually a lot of fun to, to watch. Um, there was a lot taking place... It wasn't a total distraction as to, oh, I have to watch these two. I have to watch these two, you know? Um, like, you weren't torn into one direction or the other. For the most part, there was a lot of double-team action with uh, Archer and Suzuki choking Kingston. I mean, Dean Ambrose. Uh, oh, God. I mean, Moxley. John Moxley. <laughs> My third time. It's not that bad. Um, but, yeah. This match was awesome. It was a lot of fun, and after the match, you had Homicide come out and make a save. And I don't know whether or not that's going to be, like, tied into storyline on AEW television. I know he is wrestling, or at this point, already wrestled Minoru Suzuki Mm -hmm. at GCW, so I don't know if it was, like, set up for that. It wouldn't really make sense. But um, did you enjoy Kaze Ni Nare? Um, that was Pretty another up. song that I was tr- going to remember the lyrics to, and I just did not. Literally, you just have to say Kaze Ni Nare. It's, why didn't you just... That's that simple? Yeah. Kaze Ni Nare. It's, it's actually She Thirsty by Shaq Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shaq. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know how that that song got stuck in my head this week somehow. I'm so That's sorry to hear super that. Super throwback. Well, that was a good song. <laughs> but um Yeah, after that, this, Eddie, that's Yeah, after yeah, that, Eddie Kingston went on the mic and pretty much thanked the crowd, said how New York City, New York was AEW uh now. So very uh good way to send the crowd home happy. Um, knowing everything you know now, would you go back to another show at Arthur Ashe Stadium? So, if I am assured that I will not have the same experience as I had this time around, if they assure the fans that there will need, there will be uh, an ample supply of workers. Yeah, I mean they had register people that were saying, "All right, who wants to cut the line? Who wants to cut the line?" Go up and grab, grab what food you want, and then come on over to the register. And I'll, if you want a beer, just tell me, and I'm gonna go get it for you. And she's like, everybody's looking at her. She's like, I'm just trying to speed up the line, and she proceeds to do so. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, you're about to start a riot. Um, and it just didn't make because then she would step away to go get the beer, and then nobody was at the register to ring people up. People weren't just, like, taking the food and leaving? No, people started, because she started that that mentality of take the food and come to the register, pretty much cutting 
every single person that was online for 30 minutes to 45 minutes to an hour online that was riot producing and when me and my cousins got our food we paid and we were we were just getting off the line and somebody she told somebody to take it and stuff like that and two people do it and walk away and then three people on the line were just started yelling uh uh curse words and being like what do you like how is this possible how are they cutting everybody to do this if i knew that this, if all we had to do was grab the food and go that we would have done so and i looked at my at bread and i was just like all right we got to get out of here right now and that's exactly what we did it was awful service i feel I bad i, heard, I feel I bad for stories. the workers i feel bad that the workers got put in that position shame on arthur ash and whoever was in the planning of that they had at the beer stands. They had one person serving beer. The beer was cans. They had no draft beer. It was cans that they had to pop the top and pour into a cup. And what the cherry on the top was that they would pop the can, pour it in the cup, and then they would pop another can and top it off. And there was no top off. There was no deciding factor as to when is enough beer. So they would have a little bit of beer left. And then they would just take a new cup and pour that into the rest of that beer in another cup. They would pop the top of another beer and pour that into the cup. No beer was the same exact size. And it was just awful. The parking was awful as well. We had to park over a half mile away just to get parking. We followed the signs for AEW parking. Given we got there late. But we followed the signs for AEW parking going, going, going. We had minimal signs minimal signs we ended up parking underneath the first bridge that we saw we parked under the bridge we start to walk up and we see aew parking sign pointed to where we just parked lying on the floor wait so you didn't have to pay no we did not pay oh wow uh, you know how much parking was did you hear that fifty dollars is that not nuts? That's insane, especially because we drove by the general parking and that was even further than us. So that was insane. That was insane in the membrane. Not a fan. But I now I definitely think this event would have had the loudest, rowdiest crowd. There's no way people are cheering that loud for tennis. I I agree with you too. I mean, so would I go back? Um overall, probably not. I would probably wait to see how the next one goes, and then if it goes well, I would consider but until then, I'm going to say no. I think um, because it's the off season and people that would work that venue would be like college kids. And they're all back at college now. Mm -hmm. I think if AEW were to run another show, they'd have to either outsource workers or do it over the summer. And the problem with the summer, you have to hope that if you do have the roof open... That it, that it doesn't rain, rain. and uh, how how are you temperature wise inside? I oh, I asked Linick this, and he said it was super hot there. No way! It was beautiful inside of there. There was a nice breeze. Um, given I was at the, I, we were really in the upper decks. What do you mean there was a nice breeze? It it was you had a nice breeze. It was cool. There's no air conditioning in there. <laughs> I don't know. We maybe there I don't was think a, there's air conditioning. Maybe there's a few slits, but it was cool for us. Um, I was not hot at all. I was very cool. Um, 
It was comfortable. I was comfortable. Uh, I'm going to rant a little bit about um, the concession stand, too. They had no memorabilia outside of a T-shirt for this event. I was hoping yeah, that... I don't... Well, this... I, I'm not sure. Maybe that CM Punk shirt wasn't exclusive to the event, but I don't think it said, like, I was there or no, anything. No, it said nothing. It was just a CM Punk logo on a black shirt. I, I don't... Uh, no and I, I, maybe that uh, the AEW Statue of Liberty shirt might have been an event only. I think they have the Subway shirt. Yeah, online, they had the Subway was... shirt and the Statue of Liberty shirt, but that was it. I was hoping that I don't that... understand how AEW doesn't have like a program or a yeah, collector's cup no, or something. Yeah, there was no there was no program. There was no like how at New Japan they had like a that um that medallion that was really cool or a pin. Yeah. They didn't have anything like that. Uh the concession think... stand they were selling. You mentioned us to me. They were selling autographed action figures. 100 bucks each. $100. Do you know who they had? I know in the past I've only seen Luchasaurus, but do you know who they did have? Yeah, I actually was so um, taken back by it that I took a picture because I was looking at this and I was just like, you're going to sell me a Jungle Boy autograph for a hundred dollars. It's no, just JB. No, no, no offense, Jungle Boy, but I mean, come on, bro. You, you know, a hundred dollars. Come on. All right. So these are who were. So they were Jungle Boy. $100. Luchasaurus, $100. Scorpio Sky, $100. Um, you had um, Lucha Brothers, $100. Both separate. Uh, you had Ortiz, $100. Christopher Daniels, $100. And you had Sheeta, $100. Christopher Daniels? Oh, Kaz. Kazarian. Yeah. The picture I'm looked think. like I'm like yeah Kaz. in my head yeah, I'm the picture his looked TNA like a figure I'm like I don't think he has yeah the see picture... what doesn't make sense is to me like you would for me I think if you were not that I want to say they should be a hundred bucks but I think if you're gonna put a figure a signed figure at a hundred bucks it would be Young Bucks Cody and Kenny that's what I thought too or and Jericho yeah and there was Jericho, no hundred percent Jericho no Jericho figure no Cody figure no Young Buck figure no Kenny Omega figure. No Amber. I just uh, out of their merch. Figure. This this honestly, because AEW is basically using pro wrestling tees for all their merch, maybe that's why we don't have certain things like programs, posters, and um collector cups or anything. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's I don't know. I don't know how else you'd get around stuff like that. I hope I, I don't think come December that they'll have any stuff like that. No, I don't so, either. But I just hope the the time that I have it, the UBS arena is way different than Arthur Ashe. I hope so. But uh AEW announced this week that uh they're gonna be officially moving to TBS. Which was already confirmed, but now we have the date set being January 5th. We have October has two dates that are in September. Uh, two October dates in September. Two October dates are Saturday Night Dynamites. There might be another one coming up after that, but every other hockey game on on TNT will be in uh, starting at 10 p.m. So Dynamite yeah. should be good up until then. But that is all the AEW talk. 
Um, right now, we're going to take a little break, hear a word from our sponsors over at Manscaped, and we'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. You get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium. I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS that's one for this uh, read at manscaped.com your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 555. Remember to head over to manscaped.com. Use the code REGARDLESS to get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Going to move over to Monday Monday Night Raw. And talk about uh, what happened. First of all, Survivor Series, they announced is officially uh, returning to, not returning, officially going to be at Barclays Center on the 21st of November. Monday Night Raw will be there the next night on the 22nd. But Monday Night Raw itself kicks off with Big E's championship celebration, which it was very nice to hear the, the New Day intro again from Big E. I liked Big E giving a nod to Luke Harper, Brody Lee. And then we got a Brody chant during his speech. Big E spoke about the bloodline. They came out. It led into their match where we saw the bloodline pick up the victory over New Day. I think it was a good match up until the end. Bobby Lashley came out and attacked everyone. And then somehow the match continued. And Xavier Woods lost. But like, how was it not a DQ finish where New Day would have won? Or if he's attacking both parties... Why wasn't it a no contest? I know some people were like, he wasn't, they weren't the legal men, but I don't believe that's a rule. They're still attacking somebody in the match. 
But we saw Bobby Lashley spear Roman Reigns afterwards. He speared Big E through the barricade. And a bit later on, storms into Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville's office. Saying he wants uh, a match. He's the real champion. So we saw Big E also storm in later on. Say that he wants a match with Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns. And we saw Paul Heyman yell at both of them. Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville. They cut him off and introduced the main event, uh, a triple threat match between the three of them. Match up next, we saw Dewdrop pick up the victory over Eva Marie. Eva cut a promo beforehand, but outside of that and the, the cat and mouse chase, it was really the same match as last week. I would really like to see different matches for both of them. I'd like to actually see Eva Marie wrestle. After that, we saw Randy Orton defeat uh, AJ Styles. I don't even know what I was going to say there. I feel like I was going to say RJ City. <laughs> but he picked up the victory over AJ Styles. Amos, we saw at one point trip Randy Orton and the referee, instead of calling for the match, tossed him from ringside. Amos took Riddle out before leaving. But the match between Randy Orton and AJ Styles was a good match. I liked AJ Styles catching himself before hitting the phenomenal forearm. And that Randy Orton also, like, he still went for the RKO. Uh, I I thought that was pretty cool. But Randy Orton was able to hit the Hangman DDT from that and then hit the RKO to pick up that victory. I thought it was a really good finish. After that, Shayna Baszler picked up the victory over Nia Jax. I think Shayna definitely needed to win this match. And it wasn't a great match, but she continued the attack afterwards and stomped Nia Jax's hand against the steel step. Nia begged her to stop, and Shayna did it again, and I thought the aftermath was really good for both of them. I thought Nia Jax, the way she was selling it, was really, really well done. After this, Humberto Carrillo and Angel Garza teamed up on TV to pick up the victory over Mansoor and Mustafa Ali makes me so, so happy that uh, Garza and Carrillo are teaming up and that they actually won. I've, I've been waiting years for this. They were a tag team prior to WWE. They're real-life cousins. They share the, the shoot, same name. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm happy that that's happening. Um, after that, we saw Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley pick up the victory over Natalia and Tamina to become the new women's tag team champions. Prior to the match, they spoke about Connor's cure and dedicated the match to the children. So how to have them lose before doing that or after doing that. Uh, but I don't like this. I don't like the fact that Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox had so many victories over the champions. And didn't get a shot. I liked in the match itself. I liked the riptide on the apron. But I don't like the fact that they're now champions. I really wanted the next champions to be Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox. After this, we saw Alexa's Playground with Charlotte Flair as the guest. And Alexa Bliss brought up Charlotte Flair not bringing Charlie with her. And then takes Charlie out. She had Charlie. Huge pop and a chant for that, which blew me the hell away. Alexa Bliss said that nobody knows who Charlotte Flair is without a title. 
and they brawled a bit. Flair gets the upper hand at first, but then she rips Charlie's head off. She went after Lily, and Alexa Bliss took her out. According to the news sites, 1,500 people, I don't know how you're sitting there counting, got up and physically left the building for this segment. That is by far one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, especially since Charlie, the Charlotte Flair Lily doll, got a bigger pop than most of the roster. So, backstage we saw Drake Maverick teaching R-Truth, Akira Tozawa, and Drew Gulak about the 24-7 championship and how to get it off of Reggie. Nothing went according to plan, and Reggie was able to escape, but I popped at Reggie still having time to get his picture taken during that segment. I thought that was really funny. And I'm really enjoying these segments. I've said that a bunch of times before. After that, we saw Jeff Hardy pick up the victory over Sheamus, so he's now added to the United States Championship match at Extreme Rules. Sheamus took his mask off, and uh, I wouldn't say it played a major factor in this, but... Sheamus did actually get his nose busted open. So there's a little irony there, but we saw a twist of fate, um, which Sheamus then reversed the swanton. He got his knees up, and Jeff Hardy bounced off of that. That looked like it could have hurt. But um, Jeff Hardy ended up reversing the white noise and got a sunset flip pin to, to get that victory. And then Damian Priest and Sheamus brawled Uh, outside the ring afterwards the main event though we saw Roman Reigns pick up the victory over Bobby Lashley and Big E I thought this was a really well done main event that could have been on pay-per-view I like Big E hitting the splash on both of them when they were both lined up Lashley put Big E through the commentary table and he was still able to make the save in the match to keep it going, I liked Bobby Lashley's spear and Roman Reigns when Roman Reigns went for a spear. Uh, Lashley went for the hurt lock on Big E, but Roman Reigns hit Bobby Lashley with the Superman punch. Big E hit the big ending on Roman Reigns, and Lashley broke up that pin with the chair. Roman Reigns then finally speared Bobby Lashley, picked up that victory. I thought Big E should have been the one to come out on top here. But Roman Reigns has the match at Extreme Rules, which is this Sunday. So, But overall, I thought it was a pretty good episode of Monday Night Raw. Moving over to NXT, the, the new NXT superstars were in the ring and Champa came out. He cut basically one of those We Are NXT promos. Uh, Cameron Grimes came out because he wants a, a shot at the title. Joe Gacy stopped him and was cut off by LA Knight. Odyssey Jones shut him up. Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland came out and said that the the new guys have to make a name for themselves. But no, but but everybody's scared basically to make a move. He then gets punched by Champa and everyone brawls. Maybe a bit weird of a segment. Um, but it came down to Champa and Braun Breaker. Backstage, the women were fighting as well. So it was a it was an interesting segment to open up NXT. I get uh, it, it incorporates a bunch of the roster. Everybody's there for a big fight. Um, I just thought it was weird. 
First match of the evening saw Roderick Strong pick up the victory over Kushida to become the new Cruiserweight Champion. I thought it was a good match. But Malcolm Bivens put Roderick Strong's foot on the rope, so Kushida had to break the hold. He was then also uh, able to distract the referee, and the Creed brothers pulled Kushida out. Ivy Nile hit a Superman punch off the steps, and then Roderick Strong won. We saw Grayson Waller come out afterwards and challenge Roderick Strong to a match for the Cruiserweight Championship next week. Malcolm Bivens accepted that. Maybe Waller's going to become the new champion next week. We had another vignette from Tony D'Angelo out on the docks. I'm a, I'm a big fan of these promos. I don't know where they're going to finally lead to. Obviously a match in the ring, but I've been enjoying these. After that, we saw Brooks, Jensen, and Josh Briggs in a bar fight video. They were basically saying that they were in a bar fight and became friends from that. So sort of like Seamus and Cesaro, the bar. Kind of similar to that. After that, we saw Kaylee Ray pick up the victory over Amari Miller. Miller had bubbles in her entrance and she was popping them uh, differently, but similar to Emma's entrance in 2013. Quick match, good match. Kaylee Ray obviously had to win this match. Uh, I said match way too many times just now. But she is the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era, so of course she's got to win that. They aired a segment from earlier in the day where Zion Quinn was uh, talking to women outside of the performance center. He opened the door for them. Somebody else goes to walk in and he stops them and lets them go into the the arena and then smash the dude's head into the door. It would have been nice if they told us both of them who they were because I did not remember that that was Zion Quinn. After that, we saw Dante Chen make his debut, picking up the victory over Trey Baxter. Dante Chen is the first WWE Singaporean superstar. And this was also a uh, very quick match. Basically, um, just to put Dante Chen over, he used a version of the wing clipper in suplex form as the finish. And commentary is like, I've never seen this before. Angel Garza was in NXT. Using that same move, basically, so. Uh, and Angel Garza also, somebody somebody tweeted Angel Garza about it, and he uh, commented back with, like, the thinking face, if I'm not mistaken. Later on, though, we saw Cora Jade speak to Trey Baxter. She put, her, she put uh, Trey Baxter over. I believe she called him a superhero. Tried to cheer him up and uh, kissed him. They're officially, I guess, dating on the show now as well. I believe they are a real-life couple. We saw a Chase University promo vignette gimmick. Andre Chase is now a college professor. And he spoke about Odyssey Jones and how he's a loser. I don't know where that's going. After that, we had a promo from Joe Gacy in the ring. He was introduced like Elias was. They were like, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Gacy. And he's basically saying he doesn't need to use male privilege. He can achieve peace in a safe space. And the safe space is that ring. And NXT 2.0. 
And then we saw Cameron Grimes pick up the victory over Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy now wrestling in dress clothing. He had a haircut and everything. In this match, I feel like nothing really happened. Grimes gets that victory. Joe Gacy goes for a handshake and then hugs Cameron Grimes afterwards. I, I don't really... I don't get Joe Gacy's new gimmick. It's almost like a 2021 version of like the earliest form of Bray Wyatt. Minus the creepy factor and like the backwoods aspect of it, if that makes sense. I don't know like who else to compare it to, so... That's what it reminds me of. After that, we saw a Von Wagner vignette where he was basically just working out, putting in the work for NXT 2.0. Then we saw Electra Lopez pick up the victory over Anna Shear. Another very quick match. This was to showcase the strength of Electra Lopez. After the match, Santos Escobar puts her over, saying that she completes Legado del Fantasma. Electra Lopez then called B-Fab out and Hit Row came out without her and she attacked Electra Lopez from behind. Both groups basically separated them. So this feud will continue. I don't feel like, I mean, it's the end of September now. I don't know if this can go to war games, but, or if they would even do that, but we shall see. Backstage, Frankie Monet, Robert Stone, and Jesse Kamea were walking And Raquel Gonzalez cut them off to say that their match that was supposed to take place two weeks ago is now happening next week. They were then, after Raquel left, they were cut off by Lash Legend, who said that she'll have a new talk show next week called Lashing Out. Um, Maybe she'll have a similar theme song to Marking Out. I don't know. But we saw Odyssey Jones pick up the victory over Carrie Millman and Darren Chiapetta. Big time pop that there was somebody wrestling with the last name Chiapetta <laughs> on NXT. I don't know. I mean, that's a. I would think that's an uncommon last name. I don't know if that's like a, a Zack Ryder nod or what. I have no idea. Or a rib or something. But Andre Chase came out during this match. It was basically just a big squash match to show off the strength of Odyssey Jones. He hit a frog splash from the middle rope onto both of them while they were stacked up. After the match, we saw Andre Chase hit Odyssey Jones with a chair, but Jones broke it. So I like this match. I like the fact that we got all those um, quick matches over... Not enhancement talent. For some of them they were, but some of them they weren't. Um, and I feel like that's what you need with uh, new people. You'll It'll help you learn who they are better. We saw another backstage, not a backstage promo, uh, uh, somebody from Ikemenjiro's house, I guess. He showed off his closet. And he said that Japanese wrestlers are usually associated with strong style, but he's associated with style strong. And he told us what Ikemenjiro actually means. Um, so yeah, that's uh, should be fun to enter, fun to watch him show off more of his closet and see him wrestle. After that, we saw Toxic Attraction, the group of Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane. Mandy said that those the the NXT Women's Division was in desperate need of her, so that's why she's back in NXT. She said that the fans disrespected her when she had to wear the mask. They've disrespected Gigi. They've disrespected JC. Um, And 
the the line that uh, behind every beauty or behind this beauty, a beast is ready to be unleashed. And they basically just said that they want a shot at the tag team championships. Io Shirai backstage accepted on behalf of her and Zoe. That match will take place next week. Persia Parada said that when Indy Hartwell is back from her honeymoon, she'll probably also want another shot at the tag team titles. So I guess we'll see her teaming up with Indy. They are quote unquote best friends. I believe that might even be a shoot. Um, and then the main event, we saw Tommaso Ciampa and Braun Breaker pick up the victory over Pete Dunn and Ridge Holland. First of all, Braun Breaker's boots saying bite me with a pit bull on it. I don't know if that was the same as last week. Didn't notice. Thought it was cool this week. But he is really impressive in this match. We saw him break out the Steiner recliner, which Beth called a recliner. I guess they're not... Can't really refer to it as a Steiner recliner here. But that got a big pop. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Pete Dunn went to use a, a baton, but Tommaso Ciampa stopped him. Ridge then went to use the baton. Kyle O'Reilly, who we were... I believe they said he was out indefinitely due to an injury. He returned. Hit Ridge Holland with it. Behind the referee's back. Champa then hits the Willow's Bell on Pete Dunne, and then Braun Breaker hit a Gorilla Press Power Slam onto Ridge to pick up that victory, and we got another tease between Breaker and Champa with that championship title, but like I said, man, Braun Breaker was so, so, so impressive here. I'm like, I was, first of all, day one when he wrestled, he was very impressive, hooked from day one. He was fantastic. And I would not be surprised if he's like fast track to the main roster or something. Maybe he'll be the next NXT champion. I don't know. But I want to see him wrestle guys like Brock Lesnar. I want to see him wrestle John Cena. I want to see him wrestle um, uh, Roman Reigns. Big E. So many people up on on Raw and SmackDown. So we'll see what happens with that. And that's the end of NXT. Moving over to NXT UK. It kicked off with Wolfgang picking up the victory over Teal Man to advance in the NXT UK Heritage Cup number one contender tournament, which I'm pretty pumped about because, like, I still think we can see Noam Dar win the whole tournament, but I was hoping that Wolfgang would win, and now he's in the finals, so maybe he will win. Uh, but we saw Rohan Raja get involved in this match. Mark Coffey took him out. I would have preferred if that spot wasn't part of the finish. But still, I, I always enjoy the, the, the British style, the Heritage Cup tournament rules matches. So it was pretty cool. We saw Gallus celebrating in Jordan Devlin's locker room afterwards and actually kicked him out (laughs) when he tried to get in, which I thought was funny. We saw Ginny pick up the victory over Isla Dawn. During the match, Isla Dawn did some supernatural stuff with Joseph Connors outside of the ring, which pretty much led to the end of that match. She was distracted with him. Ginny kicks her out from the rope. She lands lands in the, uh, like a Shattered Dreams setup position. And Ginny hit an X-Factor from there to uh, pick up the victory, and I thought that was pretty cool. I liked that move. 
Backstage, we saw Zaya Brookside challenge Danny Luna to a match. Just uh, some friendly competition. They've never wrestled each other. I think we saw them team once or twice. And I enjoyed that team. I If it was once, it feels like it was way more than once. But I don't know. Uh, they aired another vignette for Charlie Dempsey to say that he'll be debuting next week. That is William Regal's son. Uh, we'll see how he is in the ring. And the main event, we saw A-Kid pick up the victory over Rampage Brown and Nathan Fraser to become the number one contender for the NXT UK Championship. A-Kid is the former holder of the NXT UK Heritage Cup. We saw him lose to Walter in an NXT UK Championship match before, but now Ilya Dragunov is champion. Uh, This match, though, ruled. I liked the stuff towards the beginning of the match between A-Kid and Nathan Fraser, I liked uh, A-Kid when he tried to lock Nathan Fraser in a submission, but Rampage Brown gets into the ring and he switches it over to try to lock him into the submission. He gets out of that, though. We saw the uh, Rampage Brown hit the doctor bomb on Nathan Fraser and A-Kid locked him in a sleeper hold, which Brown got out of. And A-Kid then goes after Nathan Fraser instead. I think these three absolutely killed it. I feel like NXT UK might be the most underrated pro wrestling show on television. They might not have like the biggest storylines, but wrestling wise, I think these matches are really good and people aren't watching them probably. And uh, I think this was the best match of the week. Better than Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega, better than Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho, and I really enjoyed, like I said before, Ruby Soho and Britt Baker. Better than Big E, Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley. It's a good match, and I hope people check it out. But that was NXT UK. Moving over to SmackDown, Becky Lynch opened the show basically saying that it was Bianca Belair's fault for what happened to her last week on SmackDown. She was basically uh, provoked or whatnot, but Bianca Belair came out and said that she's done all the things that Becky Lynch has done, and in a fraction of the time she's done it, she went in for a handshake, Becky Lynch punched her in the face, Bianca Belair fought back, she got the uh, the KOD on Becky Lynch, so she's clearly not going to win the title on Sunday After that, though, we saw Shinsuke Nakamura, King Nakamura, I should say, picked up the victory over Apollo Crews to retain the Intercontinental Championship. I said last week that I don't think this match should be happening. I still don't think this should have happened. Um, Prior to it, backstage, we saw Tony Storm rocking out with Nakamura and Boogs. Nakamura and Rick Boogs attacked Commander Aziz during this, which... uh, was quite impressive for Boogs, but that basically led to the end of the match. And I hope either Nakamura and Boogs go to Monday Night Raw or Cruz and Commander Aziz go to Raw. And now we don't see this match again for a while. We saw Seth Rollins speak about how he still hasn't heard from Edge. And he said Edge is hurt, but he also demanded that Edge shows up next week on SmackDown to tell everybody that. Um, Seth Rollins is better than Edge. Uh, our marking out tweet that Edge had retweeted on the day of 
SmackDown at Madison Square Garden has been dethroned as Edge tweeted out, I will see you at SmackDown next week. So Edge will be there. Um, after that, Zelina Vega picked up the victory over Liv Morgan. Carmella came out uh, during the or beginning, the, before the match, I should say. And she argued with Liv Morgan during it. Liv Morgan went after Carmella, and Zelina Vega took advantage of that, picked up that victory. And it's her first victory since September 21st, 2020. She has not won since she's been back, so it's good to finally see her back uh, with a, a victory, I should say. They showed footage of Happy Corbin having a shopping spree in Philadelphia, which led into Happy Talk and his first guest was himself. Kevin Owens came out, but Riddick Moss was there dressed in all black and attacked Kevin Owens. Was not expecting Riddick Moss to be there, so that's uh, that's pretty cool that he's now back again. I know I, I had high hopes for Riddick Moss, so we'll see what he does. After that, Nikki A.S.H. picked up the victory over Natalia. Nothing really happened in this match, but Tamina got up on the apron. Rhea Ripley went after her. Natalia, behind the referee's back, rolled up Nikki, and then Nikki reversed it and picked up the victory. But the better part, I guess, would be Shotzi, Blackheart, and Tegan Knox coming out, basically just signifying that they want a title shot against the champions. Again, I hope that they are the next champions. We saw Rey Mysterio backstage talking to Dominic, telling him what he's been doing wrong. Dominic told him that he's been suffer, uh, suffocating him and, and he would have probably won his matches the past two times had Rey Mysterio not been ringside. And Rey left and Sami Zayn showed up, basically hyped Dominic up and told him that he needs to start listening to Rey a little less and trust his instincts a little bit more. So we probably will eventually get Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. After that, we saw Naomi go out to the ring and speak about how Sonya Deville has been disrespecting her and ignoring her. She demanded a match on SmackDown and made an open challenge, but Sonya Deville came out and stopped it from happening. Naomi challenged Sonya Deville to a match, which she said no. And then Naomi had the crowd chanting, make the match. Sonya Deville had her audio cut off. Security guards come out, which was uh, Bobby Wayward and Chris Avery Keeling from WrestlePro. So that was cool to see them. Um, but I, I'm assuming this is this has to lead to a match between Naomi and Sonya Deville, right? <laughs> I, I assume. Earlier in the night, though, we saw Montez Ford being interviewed backstage about facing the Usos at Extreme Rules. He said some not-so-PG words about the Usos and Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns told Paul Heyman to get him a match with Montez Ford. And Paul Heyman did just that. That's the main event. But before the main event, we saw the Usos have a stare-down with the Alpha Academy. So perhaps they're going to be the next challengers. I'd love to see the Alpha Academy win the, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Don't think that's happening, but I'd like to see it. After that, though, we saw Roman Reigns pick up the victory over Montez Ford. Huge match for Montez Ford, and he absolutely held his own here against the champion Roman Reigns. 
Montez Ford, uh, at one point, though, crashed through the commentary table when he went to run off of it, and I thought he recovered quite nicely. I don't know if it's because Pat McAfee was probably on it during a commercial break. I know he did say uh, maybe it was because of him that that happened. <laughs> but Pat McAfee's definitely lucky that that he wasn't the cause of that uh, or that he didn't crash through when he was up on there. But I thought maybe we would see Finn Balor cause Roman Reigns to lose this match and uh, Montez Ford would pick up that victory. But Roman Reigns... Choked him out, made him tap out. Uh, really, I thought it was a good match. Afterwards, Paul Heyman said that wasn't enough for what Montez Ford had said. And he told him to show him, Finn Balor, and Brock Lesnar what what happens when Roman Reigns takes it to the extreme. He also called for the Usos to come out. Roman Reigns used a steel chair. The Usos busted out a table. They put Montez Ford through it. The lights go out. The demon's music comes on. He appears on the top of the ring post, jumps out onto all three of them, uses a kendo stick, uses a chair, and pretty much just ends SmackDown on top. Next week's SmackDown is The Draft. This Sunday is Extreme Rules, coming coming from uh, the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. We're going to be seeing Liv Morgan versus Carmella. I thought for sure it would be like some sort of extreme makeover match or something, given the storyline that they had, but they don't. It's just a normal match. I'm going to say Liv Morgan. Normal tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The Usos defending against the Street Profits. I'm going to say the Usos. A normal singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. You would think maybe there'd be some sort of stipulations here. Maybe there'd be just more more than just one Extreme Rules sort of situation here. Not the case. I'm going to say Charlotte retains. For the WWE United States Championship, Damian Priest is defending against Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. I'm saying Damian Priest will retain that. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Becky Lynch defending against Bianca Belair. Sticking with Becky Lynch. And then the main event. Roman Reigns defending that title against the Demon. Finn Balor. The Universal Championship. Extreme Rules match. I think it's going to be Roman Reigns. I don't think any of the, the tag, the, any of the titles are changing. And if one of the titles change, maybe it'll be Jeff Hardy becoming the U.S. Champion. I don't necessarily see Alexa Bliss taking the title from Charlotte Flair. I'd like to see that happen, though. It'd be nice to to have her as the women's champion again. But that is Extreme Rules. I'm sure they're going to add some more matches. But uh, for now, hey, Brandon, got any shout-outs? This is Droopy Dog, and you're listening to Brandon's shout-outs. The first shout-out goes to Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I am such a fan of this show. They just had their series finale last week, which I had no clue it was their series finale. But, like, as it was going on, I was like, this would make a perfect series finale. I didn't even know they were ending. But I, uh, I'm, I'm really happy that NBC picked it up after Fox canceled it and we were able to get three more seasons because I think it's a really good show. Yeah, great so show, great not, show. Very funny. If you haven't seen it, check it out. 
Next up goes to Nona, which is part of Pixar's Spark Shorts series. It's now out on Disney+. Plus. It involves pro wrestling, which I think is really cool. And it's only like six to eight minutes, so definitely give that a watch as well. Uh, and then the last shout-out goes to Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. He penned a letter to the WWE Universe for the Players' Tribune. Basically just thanking everyone for their support over the past, like, decade. And I think it was so well written and filled with emotion. And I think that it was very good. And I'm, I'm happy that he wrote that. Yes, definitely. It was a good read. Good read. And it's cool to read something from him in the Players' Tribune. It was created by Derek Jeter for exactly something like this. For this purpose, exactly. So... Those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our moment of the week. That is right. Our mark out moment of the week. I got to say Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo teaming together on Monday Night Raw was a mark out moment for me. For me, it was definitely seeing uh, CM Punk and also seeing Brian Danielson uh, return to pro wrestling. Um, those are definitely my two markout moments. I also have to say Braun Breaker doing the Steiner recliner popped me. I, I said <laughs> that already. Um, but also something that you saw, which I don't, maybe because he didn't use it on television, but Taz coming out during a break at Grand Slam using War Machine. I, I thought was cool. Yeah. I don't know if you were even, even there for that, but I, I he yeah, used, I, he used War Machine by Kiss, yeah, which I, was I, his I, old theme song. I think I was there for that. I just didn't notice it. Yeah, but that is our mark out moment of the week, and that is episode five hundred fifty five. Did I even say that earlier? What five fifty five? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's maybe. the one thing that you always tell me to make sure that I say. And I'm almost positive I may have not said that. Well, we'll, no. we'll see it in post. But <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at BTTG161. That's my Instagram as well, at Chris Sweendog. Dave on Instagram and Twitter at DavidPTDPT. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. YouTube and Instagram, MarkingOut11. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the code REGARDLESS for 20% off and free shipping. Twitch.tv slash marking out if that's ever going to be a thing again. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, MarkingOut.com. We wish you the, the best, best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.